Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Thanksgiving. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and it's my honor to serve as the pastor of Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Dawn Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Now, this is not a Christian holiday, though, correct? It's technically a secular holiday, I believe. We're taking it back. (laughs) Or taking it over. Taking it over. Well, this is a holiday that I had not loved as a kid. I had never really had much to do with because my family of origin is not a big holiday celebrator. Well, this one seems more American purely because it seems to be about food more than the actual Thanksgiving. Well, and it comes with a story that is not exactly fantastic now. No. It's hard now, and that's totally okay. I want to lift up that we can let this holiday be hard. There's parts of this holiday that play directly into the colonization of our country, and we should confront those places, and I strongly recommend that you do not do like a pilgrim and Indian table kind of a motif. Yeah. Right. Uh I mean, that's all pretty not great. In fact, it's offensive Mm -hmm. because this is my topic recommendation. Mm -hmm. I'll just put it out there that this is my topic recommendation. And I don't want to talk about it in the sense of trying to take it back from that. I'd say we need to get through that conversation, not avoid it. And move it forward. And move it forward and find ways to honor this holiday and honor this day in a way that we can combine our secular faith tradition, Uh which is patriotism, Uh right, with our spiritual faith tradition, which is our Christianity. And so how do we find a way to combine those in a way that is not colonizing, that is not inherently violent, but that can create something meaningful and powerful out of this particular holiday. I should give full disclosure in saying that this is one of my favorite holidays because I actually have it off. (laughs) And not just because now you're an adult and you like food in a way that you didn't as a kid. Right, exactly. This is a holiday I get to celebrate with my family and friends and actually have a couple of days off which I don't get two days off in a row no. very often, much less potentially even like three days off in a row that I haven't had to plan for pretty far in advance is pretty exciting. And so I do love Thanksgiving for that. And I also have a friend from my past who taught me ways of honoring and participating in Thanksgiving that are really, really beautiful. Okay. And really faith-filled. And so I wanted to kind of share those with people. Oh, please do. Where I'm coming from is Thanksgiving was never so much about Native Americans and pilgrims or even the food. It was you knew you were going to spend it with your family. Mm. Family, 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 turkey, family, family, family. Right. And... I think that because of the geography of where I was at, that wasn't something we had to do okay, or got to do. I mean, it really depends on how you want to look at that. I think I've had one Thanksgiving with my extended family of origin, but most of my Thanksgivings have all been with 
you could say chosen family mm-hmm. or framly. <laughs> well, know? Friendsgiving, which is mm-hmm. a term that has come up in popularity recently, makes a lot more sense to me having moved away from where my family center is. Mm-hmm. And that's more or less what I have because I don't have any actual family out here. What I have is my pretend sister. Right. And my kids have their pretend cousins. Right. And that, I think, is very common for those of mm-hmm. us in the Pacific Northwest, that many of us are far away from the family of origin and from the geography of origin. And so we have this opportunity for this holiday where if we're staying home and not traveling, we can make of it what we choose. Mm-hmm. We don't have to meet the family traditions or the family obligations that can be really, really hard to negotiate around Mm -hmm. the time of holidays. And not to say that being with family of origin is bad or wrong or any of those things. It's beautiful and it's a gift when we get to do it. And it also comes with oftentimes a lot of minefields to negotiate. Absolutely. So the beauty of, for my experience, Thanksgiving is that I actually have time off. And not long enough to go traveling, but an extra day off sure. a week. And I get to spend it with people who I don't have that emotional minefield with. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a whole lot of historical baggage that we're negotiating around. Mm-hmm. So Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving, I think that we can make of that what we choose. It can just be about gluttony and eating a whole bunch of food. It is the American way. Right. And it can also be about so much more. Mm -hmm. So for example, some of the things that I have found that I was taught by this friend and that I have loved to continue in my adult life is carefully, you know, inviting people to come and having people come to the Thanksgiving table at the size and the group that you appreciate and you enjoy. So if you're an extrovert and you want to have a lot of people... Bring them all on. Bring them on. If you're an introvert and can't really handle that, then maybe one guest Mm -hmm. that you really love and want to spend time with. I lean towards the one guest. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because that's just me. And in that then comes the thankful gift... A thankful gift? So instead of a Christmas gift or something like that. Or a hostess gift. Or a hostess gift. For the people around my Thanksgiving table, I have gone to find something to say thank you for being so important in my life. Oh, no, this is interesting. Because for me, especially if I'm hosting Thanksgiving, and even if I'm not, what I'm bringing, I've put some extra thought and time into. The food is Mm -hmm. the gift. Yep. And that can totally be it. Okay. For some of my friends, food is not a gift. Uh huh. Like it's just something that they get through, or food can be a gift, but not for all. Uh huh. And so it's this kind of this opportunity. And I'm not with friends or family on Christmas. Uh huh. Because I'm working. Sure. So Christmas gifts are not something that we exchange in person. And so that kind of a gifting thing just doesn't happen. And so this is almost an opportunity for that for me. Uh huh. So to come up with some kind of something special. And oftentimes when I've had the opportunity and really been in good spiritual shape, I've been able to, on Thanksgiving Day, like, so I always brine my turkey. Okay. That's really important. If you don't know what it brining a turkey. It makes a juicy bird. Mm-hmm. I will give you that. 
So I get my brined turkey out in the morning, I get it stuffed, I get it in the oven, all that kind of thing. And then I've got a couple of hours, right, to just kill time. Yes. And I will go to my local Starbucks that is open. (laughs) Isn't that all of them? (laughs) Not all. I don't know that all of them are open, but find one that's open and tell my baristas, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being open Mm -hmm. because then I get to be there and I have my special like half and half based caramel macchiato. Like You're going to treat yourself. Oh, treat yourself. Good, right? Like big splurge of a beverage. And then I sit and I write letters to the people at my table. Oh, now that is a lovely idea. To sit and think about why am I thankful for you and what has happened in this last year and how can I thank you for being a person in this last year that has helped me to get through. And instead of New Year's resolutions or those kinds of things that hit us, this is just this opportunity to sit and be still and ponder back over the last year. And it's so much more positive because let's be honest, those resolutions are getting broken. And they're self-shamey, mm-hmm. right? Oftentimes our New Year's resolutions are really, really self-shamey. Mm-hmm. It coincides helpfully for Christians who follow the liturgical calendar because this is the end of the year, mm-hmm. right? We're running up to Christ the King Sunday and we're about to hit Advent. So this is our new year. Mm-hmm. And so I take that opportunity to sit and ponder back. What has this last year been? Where have I been richly blessed? What are the things I want to remember about the last year? What are the things that I'm thankful for? And writing something to the people at my table individually to thank them for who they are in my life. And then I get to give that to them over dinner. Nice. And for me, that is a deeply spiritual practice. Sure. And has very deep roots in my own faith practice, my own understanding of my faith and how it impacts my life and how it impacts my living out of my daily life. It has nothing to do with the colonization of North America. (laughs) No. Right. And for myself then, that's how I redeem this holiday. And that's how I redeem this time. And then get to go home and enjoy this amazing meal. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I mean, really, if you think about it, a poultry and mashed potatoes and a vegetable is not that uncommon of a meal. No, that's not whatever the haute couture version of a meal is. Right. It's a big deal because turkeys take a long time because you need to brine Mm -hmm. it for it to be anything but chalk dust. (laughs) Right. So you're putting in at least 36 hours worth of effort into this bird. Sure. But you could roast a chicken, make mashed potatoes and some killer Brussels sprouts any night of the week. Right. I mean, I make a mean turkey, don't get me wrong, but my mashed potatoes are killer. But for me now, it's about that opportunity to really make the time to reflect back on the year and to look towards the next year and to do it through the lens of thankfulness and Mm -hmm. gratitude. That's what I love about this holiday. And that's what I commend to folks out there. So even if you're going for the family holiday and you're going to, you know, a big group thing, you can incorporate pieces of this. So if you can, if you're an introvert and you want to get away for a little bit and just sit in a corner and write down what you're thankful for from your last year, then do it. Make it part of the practice, even in the midst of all the family obligations. Sure. If you are a 
an extrovert and you want to do this with community, you could totally try and get buy-in and have the whole group during the meal or around say, okay, what are the top five things that were super awesome about your last year? Mm -hmm. And what are you really grateful has happened in your last year? We scale that down Mm -hmm. because kids. Yep. And we also are with people who are not regular churchgoers. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying grace... Before mm-hmm. we sit down and eat, we just go around the table and give one thing that you've been thankful for. Nice. For the day, for the year, doesn't matter. Nice. But everybody gets a chance to say something, for better or for worse, because I know there are certain people at that table who would rather just be silent and be pass on. <laughs> but it's a good practice. It is. Just one thing. It shouldn't be hard. Yeah. It and, should be really easy. And it opens your eyes to looking at the world that way. It's that pause that we don't often take, the thankful version of stopping and smelling the roses. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Another way you could do this that I've done with youth that they really enjoy, and sometimes it takes a little bit of practice to get it, but it works, is to do a PTA prayer. Okay. So, And you do it popcorn style. So I'm throwing out lots of little things here. Yeah, you are. Start with PTA. But you'll get there. I'm actually going to start with popcorn Okay. And you can do it as not like a prayer. So if you're around folks who are not comfortable with faith and that kind of thing, you can totally do this without it being about praying. Okay. But the popcorn idea is that that people just shout things out and let things pop up like popcorn. Kind of like if you're playing Pictionary and everybody's just guessing at the thing. Sure. All at the same time. So let the things just pop and model that yourself. And if you've got someone else in the room who can help model it with you, then it'll be less intimidating for people who haven't done it before. Okay. And then PTA is praise, thank, and ask. Okay. And so I start these prayers with, today we praise you for... And, and I, it can be anything from pickles to, I don't know, giggles. Absolutely. Okay. Exactly. And it's great fun with kids because especially when they're younger, they don't filter themselves as much as adults do. <laughs> no, for better, for worse. And so they are honest and they get to say things like video games and sunshine. And then they'll say things like my parents. Mm-hmm. And it's there. And it's giving permission for it to just pop. So today we praise you for, today we thank you for, and oftentimes they're repeats. Sure. Today we ask you for, and then whatever we ask. And then normally I just close it up with something, all these things and anything else you know that we need, we ask for in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the people of God say, Amen. amen, right? And make it a big fun thing with kids. If you're doing it in a non-faith tradition kind of way, you could take out the praise because that's a very churchy word, Mm -hmm. but you could say, today I'm thankful for, let's just name things we give thanks for, let's just pop them up. Uh And we give thanks for, and do some silly things like popcorn, I give thanks for popcorn, I give thanks for really good cheese, Mm -hmm. for cream cheese and my mashed potatoes, whatever it is, pan gravy. So let things just pop up and then, all right, and I ask for... And let things pop up, whatever gets popped. And then you can just say, all right, all these intentions we send into this world. And maybe light a candle and boom, you've got a prayer 
that doesn't feel like weird Christianese prayer. (laughs) I do have one more. This is something I have done a couple of times in the past, and I wish I had done it more. But for those of you with kids, younger, who are still wanting to do the crafty things, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to do the Native American Mm -hmm. and pilgrim-y crafty things. Mm -hmm. No hand turkeys. Do the hand turkey. Oh, do the hand turkey. Do the hand turkey, but everybody's hand gets traced, and that all becomes the fan of the tail. Right. And then you can have whomever wants to make the head and whatever, and then you put your name on the back of your hand. So you remember who was at your Thanksgiving table year in and year out. And just don't put a pilgrim hat on the turkey. Oh, no. There you go. No. Who needs a hat on a turkey? That's just silly. (laughs) There were always hats on the turkeys when I was in school, I think. I'm pretty sure there still are hats on turkeys, but (laughs) nobody wants to draw a hat on a turkey. So we, by sheer laziness, escaped that. That's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, last question, because we still have to bring it back a little more to food, because Thanksgiving in America. It's about food. It's about food. Yeah. What's your favorite food? What is the deal breaker? It is not Thanksgiving without... Turkey and mashed potatoes. Is it turkey and mashed potatoes? For me, and I'll let other people make anything else they want to make, but I have to make the turkey, and I have to make the mashed potatoes, and preferably, if God is gracious, there's good pan gravy. Mm-hmm. Because really, for me, Thanksgiving is about turkey, mashed potatoes, and pan gravy. Okay. <laughs> and you? I'm sitting here cringing because I've never liked gravy. <laughs> Which means the mashed potatoes are just nothing. Oh, see, you gotta have my mashed potatoes. But the stovetop stuffing? Yes. Better be on the table. <laughs> I need some stuffing, and I am totally fine if it's a box of stovetop. I love stovetop stuffing. Mm-hmm. But I've been searching for the herb mix, and they haven't had the herb stovetop oh. at the grocery store. There's like all these different flavors. The one that I always use in <laughs> my turkey. was the red box, I was never looking for the type. It didn't there's, matter. There's like chicken. I know. And like they have I different know. flavors. I might have to like look for the, I think they're calling it traditional sage now. Oh. But the herb stovetop stuffing. Well, if you need somebody to help you do a taste right? test, I'm in. <laughs> Did you know that that has MSG in it? Come on. It's a boxed mix from the 70s. It's going to have Of course it has MSG in it. I still haven't learned how to like other stuffing than stovetop. <laughs> I really need Pepperidge to. Farm was the hoity-toity one. Still not no. as good. <laughs> it's not no, the same. It's not the same. It's totally about the stovetop. I'm with you. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about Thanksgiving. I look forward to sitting down with you another day on another topic. As do I, and I hope that all of you have a blessed Thanksgiving this next week. Until we are back in your ears again, thank you for listening. You can find us at our website, centralportland.org, or on iTunes. We would love to hear from you, and you can email us at podcast at centralportland.org, or leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you for listening, and remember, God loves you, no matter what.